Hey everybody, here at WilliamsFitness.com, and today I'm so excited to share this interview with you guys. Um, today I'm interviewing Dr. Megan Purdy. Um, she is a naturopathic doctor, and um, we are going to talk about a natural approach to fat loss. So, um, hi, Dr. Purdy. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and um, what you do. Hey, Kara. I'm super excited to talk about this subject, actually. I think it's really important. Um, but I'm Dr. Meg, Dr. Purdy. I go by a little bit of both. And like you said, I'm a naturopathic doctor. Uh, so I use kind of a mix of holistic and mainstream medical methods to help people get healthy and feel great. Um, and, you know, I just really try to, when I'm working with people, focus on the root cause of their illness and get them to a place where they don't need me and they can thrive on their own just by, you know, doing basic, healthy lifestyle stuff. So I'm pretty passionate about getting people to a place where they feel great, where they feel confident um, and where they're, I guess, living their best life if we're going to use uh, some 2020 phrases. <laughs> So can you tell us a little bit of a different um a little bit about the difference between what a naturopathic doctor does um as like as opposed to, you know, the typical American, you know, primary care physician type thing? Sure. So I think the biggest difference probably falls into philosophy. So our philosophy is a little bit different. So even though a lot of naturopathic doctors will use, you know, pharmaceuticals or this or that, the philosophy is always going to be centered around treating the root cause. So instead of, you know, just like a medicine for an ailment, um, you know, like you can say, let's talk about uh, depression, for instance, like instead of an antidepressant, uh, you know, it's not just about adding in St. John's wort or a natural form of it. It's about why are we having these mood changes? Do we have hormone things we need to address? Do we have a genetic deficiency we need to address? And so what can we do to really, really treat the root cause rather than just substituting someone's medication for something natural um, or even just kind of being on something long-term? Like what can we do to actually treat and recover and help the body restore itself? So it's really all about, you know, getting to that place where we've treated the root cause and um, making someone feel their best with the minimal amount of interventions, even the natural stuff. We kind of want to do the minimal. So, and for, for those of you guys who are listening who have worked with me, you guys probably recognize how much this resonates with me and probably resonates with you guys too because I'm such a why person. Um, you know, you have to, it's not just like, you know, I, I have like this ongoing issue um for myself like i actually spoke with uh, dr purdy on tuesday um because my arms just itch incessantly and so yeah sure i could put you know certain creams on them or whatever and maybe it wouldn't happen anymore but i'm like but why is it happening and so we are working together to figure out why and to like get down to the root cause of it so um you know that why piece really really resonates with me and probably resonates a lot with you guys too so um but today, we're really going to focus about, um, we're going to focus on women's fat loss. And I just really love being able to talk to you, Dr. Purdy, about this, um, because I think that you're going to shed some light on how we can do it naturally and, like, a healthy approach to it. So I hope so. <laughs> 
Um, you know, because everybody does really want, you know, people want to have, like, they want to feel good in their skin. And for whatever reason, they want to, you know, they want to lose weight. Then, like, I always support that. Um, you know, but I just want to help everybody do it in the most healthy and natural way possible. Um, so why is being healthy the most important thing when it comes to getting your body to cooperate with you when you try to lose fat? Yeah, the body is so intricate, right? And like all of our hormones work together, our body biochemistry, everything comes together like the symphony and just makes things happen. And so when it comes to weight management, um, it's about so much more than just, um, you know, getting calories low and overworking out and, and doing some of these things that can actually add stress to the body and not be super sustainable. It's about giving your body a foundation where it can regulate its weight in a healthy way already. So it's about finding what are those barriers to fat loss? Do we have hormonal things going on? Do we have other things going on? And, and identifying those and making sure the body is in a place where it is working for us rather than holding on to things that we might not want it to and working against us. So what are some of the foundational health markers that you look for before helping somebody lose fat? So if somebody's telling me in an appointment that they, you know, are trying to lose fat and they're not really being successful, we're going to look at, I mean, thyroid. Everybody thinks about thyroid first with holding on to excess weight. Um, and it's probably the most well-known source of weight gain. So that's it's obviously a thing to look at first. We're going to look at uh, cortisol. We're going to, along the same lines, talk about stress. Uh, blood sugar regulation can have a major impact on you know, fat and fat storage. We're going to look at inflammation. We're going to look at the estrogen, progesterone, testosterone balance. We're looking at the gut microbiome or the bacteria balance that's in our guts. There's so many different pathways that affect our body's metabolism. And this doesn't necessarily mean, you know, we're running all these labs before we even sit down. But in the first meeting, we're going to talk about concomitant symptoms that might give us clues into what the bigger picture is there because there's usually something bigger. It's not always just about those things that we think on the surface. So there's usually something there that's becoming a barrier that we need to try and overcome. So what are some just basic foundational activities that somebody can do um, to help them help their body be capable of losing fat? So to me, there are several, and I could talk about details for all of these forever, um, so we can go into a lot more detail, but sleep is the number one here. Good, quality, plentiful sleep is the most important thing that you can do to set your body up in a place where it can lose fat properly. Eating plenty of good nutrients. Your body needs vitamins and minerals and macronutrients to metabolize properly and to run properly, so eating plenty of good nutrients um, pooping. If you're not pooping, you're not working. So we've got to poop regularly, right? We've got to keep we've got to keep things moving there. Um, we've got to move our body daily at a level that's appropriate for us. Um, so you know, and that's different for a bunch of different people. I love a hard workout, but at sometimes in our life that might not be appropriate. But the body loves movement. It's so important for regulating our hormones and inflammation and, and everything along those lines, blood sugar. Uh, so all of those things are really, really important. I would also put in having 
some stress relieving mechanisms on board and things that can keep our stress in a good place. So, you know, I always talk about ideas to do that, but it's, it's so, so important when we're holding on to, to excess fat to keep our cortisol levels healthy, to keep our stress levels healthy. Um, and, you know, we can't necessarily get rid of all our stress. Sometimes it's situational. We can't avoid it, you know. Um, but it is important to have things in our life that help us to cope with those so that our hormones can deal with the stress that comes in every single day. And then we can go on about our life and not be stuck in a place where our body is physically stressed out. So minimizing stress, you know, Focusing on nutrition, making sure that we have very, we have healthy gut, we're getting our micronutrients, we're getting our macronutrients, sleep, all these really great things. So what are some of the things that you see people kind of doing? I, I don't want to say wrong, um, but for mm-hmm. a lack of a better word, like, you know, just the things that you'll see and you're like, Ugh, you know, like maybe we should change this up um, when it comes to fat loss. What are some of the big so, the number one thing I see is someone who, you know, is has been struggling to get their weight or their body composition in a place where they feel, like you said, comfortable in their skin. And so they're just cutting down calories and cutting down calories and not eating enough. That is the number one thing I see. Ratcheting yourself down to like 800 calories a day is not sustainable. So, yes, you'll burn at first and then your body's going to get used to this new set point and then you're not going to have the nutrients you need like we talked about to keep your metabolism running you're going to be exhausted and you just need those nutrients I can't say this enough your body needs nutrients to run correctly and I feel like sometimes there's this old messaging from the 90s when we were you know a lot younger about like as as women we have to be smaller and take up less space and eat less calories and everything's got to be low calorie and and that's not necessarily true. We've got to get our body in a place where it's strong, where it's working for us. And yes, it's okay to want to kind of alter your body composition a little bit, but there is a way to do that with a healthy amount, sustainable amount of food on board. And along the same lines, I see people just kind of avoiding dietary fats altogether. Um, talking about the 90s, and it's like we need fat to make hormones. Hormones are what keeps our body running properly. So all of our macronutrients are important to have in a healthy balanced way along along the same lines now I'll see people that are kind of terrified of carbs new um you know new school way of thinking and yes we should minimize simple carbs or high glycemic carbs but healthy good carbs give us energy all of our veggies have some carbs uh they're going to fuel our brain they're going to help us build muscle all things that are really really important for our metabolism to run properly so eating a good healthy balanced diet and eating enough is so, so important, and I think that's the number one thing I see people doing wrong. And, you know, sleep, I talked about just really briefly, way too briefly, about how sleep um, should be number one when it comes to foundational activities. So not getting enough sleep is probably the number one thing. If someone's talking to me about weight, I'm always going to ask about sleep. And there's different things that can affect our sleep, right, like stress or we're getting up way too early to go to the gym. You know, we're not going to bed till midnight, but we've got to get up at 4.30 to make the gym. Sometimes that might not always be the most healthy. We've got to kind of figure out how we're going to change that because a lack of sleep is going to disrupt our hormones in a way that's major. We're going to trigger a cortisol spike because our body is going to need something to get through the day when we're not rested. We're also more apt to grab 
caffeine and sugar, which contribute to cortisol as well. Uh, and it tells our body, cortisol is going to tell our body, we've got to conserve energy. We've got to store. We've got to hold on to all of this fat because we're going to need to pull from it. There's something going on here. We are stressed. Something big is coming. You know, she's telling us here, you know, we've got to hold on because something big is coming. But it's really just that, you know, we're stressed. We're not sleeping well. When we're tired, our metabolism is tired. There's a lot of research out there on insulin sensitivity and sleep deprivation. And when our body doesn't respond well to our insulin, we're going to be unable to process fats from our bloodstream. And again, we're going to see more storage. So our body is just, it's so sensitive and it plans ahead for us. It can see, it's like, oh, something's not going on healthy there. I'm going to need to save for the future because we're going to hit a wall eventually. We're going to crash. And a lot of times the way our body does that is storing extra onto our body because, you know, our body's not updated to current times or whatever. It doesn't know that we can just run down the street to the grocery store and get what we need whenever. It is really worried when we're stressed out and we're worried that it's not going to get what it needs. So it's going to hold on to everything it can, slow down metabolism when we're not having that time to rest and digest and and hold on to a little bit extra. So those are the two biggest, I guess you could say, um, mistakes. And I don't want to call it mistakes, but things that people do that can really, really throw off their metabolism. And it's so, so complicated all the time. So that was actually going to be like kind of a next question for me is like, you know, if you see somebody who comes in who's like just essentially a hot mess, like if you have, you know, kind of a hierarchy <laughs> that you work through, um, but it sounds like, you know, the first thing is like, okay, let's take a look at your sleep. Um, but mm-hmm. then one, one thing too that we didn't really touch too deeply on is kind of like you mentioned stress like a few times. And, you know, a body that's stressed out is not going to be a body that cooperates very well. So, you know, and we encounter stress on a day-to-day, you know, basis. It's like yesterday I had a leak in my bathroom when I was trying to get ready to go see my girlfriends. Um, You know, things these things just happen. So what are some things that you can do that you feel like will help manage the stress that we just encounter? Yeah, so... It's hard, right? Because it's not like we can just, you know, put our kids out on the curb with a free sign and then, you know, double the money in our bank account and make our parents healthy if they're struggling or whatever, you know, the daily stressors is make our boss at work be nice, um, or, you know, whatever it is. There are little things we can do to change things, right? We can look towards a new job or more support, but in general, we can't avoid all of our stress in, in today's society. It's just not possible. So I think it's so, so important to have healthy ways to combat this. So for me in particular, I need exercise. Um, and so I think that that's a really important way. Talk about cortisol management, right? Um, exercise can help spike our cortisol appropriately, but then also down. Um, I also personally need a mindfulness break um, every day, which is, I mean, it's so impossible. I have two infants at home um, and with COVID, they actually are staying at home with us while we're working and it's a whole thing. So, you know, it's really hard to do, but I, for me, it's important for me to get sleep. So I go to bed a little bit earlier so that I can get up 30 minutes before everybody else when the house is so quiet and dark and just kind of set the scene for the day, and it helps my stress level if I sit and think about the day, make a to-do list, and start the things I have to get done, and then put the things at the bottom of the to-do list that are like, you know what, I'm not going to 
freak out if these things don't get done. And and that's mindfulness to me. I'm not one of those people that can sit and meditate for hours. I, I think that's also really important, but it's just not in my personality. I'm, uh, you know, but it really does help me to put that on paper, set it out into the universe and be like, okay, this is now I'm going to deal with my day. Um, I also sometimes think it's important to, when we're in times of really, really high stress, to have some sort of adrenal support on board. The adrenals are those little glands that help us make those stress hormones, right? And they get tired too. And so sometimes they'll kind of run out of juice a little bit. And so if we're at a time in our lives where we're just like really pushing them to the max. I think it's important to do what we can to support those. Lifestyle things involve, you know, eating healthy, avoiding sugar and caffeine and things that kind of artificially spike our cortisol and sleeping properly. But then there's also herbs and B vitamins are really adrenal supportive um, things that we can do to make sure that they can kind of keep up with us and keep our hormones running smoothly so we can kind of make it through this time without hitting those crash walls that are so hard to overcome. So when it comes to, some, you know, that actual support with like herbs and vitamins, do you feel like it's one of those things that you need to cycle on and off of or you can just kind of do all the time? I much prefer a cycle on and off for a couple of reasons, but the main reason is because it's very, very tempting to, like adaptogenic herbs are very popular right now. If you walk down, you know, your aisle at Whole Foods, it's like adaptogens, adaptogens, adrenals, adrenals, energy, blah, blah, blah. And it's really posh to push ourselves to the max, work, 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 and just take adaptogens to get through it. And and that's not what we're going for there, right? It's not just about, oh, I've got this thing that helps me deal with my super high stress lifestyle so I don't have to do anything about that root cause of the stress or um, I don't have to do anything to change my lifestyle. I don't have to find rest for myself because I've got this Band-Aid here that helps. So, you know, I like using those things in times where it absolutely can't be avoided, right? Uh, if, for instance, like, you know, when I had my kids earlier this year, I I obviously was not sleeping very well. And so I had to do some things to help my body through that time because it's like, even though I need eight hours of sleep, I can't be like, uh, cool, figure it out yourself. You're three months old. You know, you've got to do some things there. Or, you know, there's business stress for a lot of people right now, work stress. And there's not a whole lot you can do about it. So, yes, adaptogens and B vitamins and those things are helpful during those times. But I think it's also important to self-evaluate why you might need them forever and ever consistently, you know, over a year's time. And, you know, sometimes it's like there's something absolutely unavoidable. We're taking care of an ill parent and it takes all of our free time, you know, or something like that. But if there is a way to kind of ratchet down the stress a little bit, I think that that's more important than constantly doing those things. Now, eating in a way that supports the adrenals. I have a lot of info about that on my Instagram because I talk about it a lot. But eating in a way that supports the adrenals and sleeping and lifestyle things, yes, those are every day. And those are things that we're doing all the time. But when we're reaching for herbs and vitamins, we do have to kind of self-evaluate and say, okay, when is time to kind of be less dependent on these and make sure I'm getting enough sleep, make sure I'm taking care of myself mentally, make sure I'm taking care of myself nutritionally, and also finding a way to just shut it off and, and have some restful time, like maybe do something fun with my significant other or my friends or, you know, do something that restores my soul that's not necessarily in a pill form. Again, they're supplements, so it's almost like 
you know, you supplement when you can't do something on your own naturally. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we talked about the hot mess hierarchy, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's say you get a client um, who's doing so many of the right things. You know, she comes to you and she's she's trying her best to, you know, to to sleep well. Um, She lifts weights. She does some cardio. You know, she eats fairly clean, you know, within reason. You know, life is life. And sometimes we all, you know, want to have a slice of pizza with our family. It's all good. Um, They try to, you know, prioritize their gut health, um, but they still struggle with, the stubborn belly fat. What are some things that you might look at for someone like that? So for someone like this, I think it's really tempting. So for some people in the fitness world, not you or I, um, or even this person to see things on, you know, social media or something and try and just perfect it. Take out that like one slice of pizza every few weeks with their family or, you know, just ramp up the exercise. And that's, definitely not where we're going to fall, right? You, Your body should be in a place where it's healthy enough to tolerate a piece of pizza once in a while or like a margarita with your friends, you know? And so if you're actively working through this major health issue, you know, yeah, it's different. But when we're talking about metabolism and fat loss, you should be able to have, you know, a few things here and there. And that's good for you. It's good for you to be able to do those things. So I am definitely not of that camp. So when I see this client, I'm going to look at some of the markers that we talked about earlier, and and a lot of that's going to start out by just asking questions, you know, of, of what's going on. We're going to check in on the hormones. Um, do, is there a thyroid thing that's holding them back? Is there um, a piece of, you know, estrogen dominance or testosterone that's that's kind of out of whack? Women need testosterone, too. A lot of us don't know that. Um is cortisol stuck in a harmful pattern, even though they're doing everything right right now? Did they just come out of a really high stress period or a period where sleep has been really disrupted? Or even though they're trying to sleep, is it not going well and they need a little bit of cortisol support um, or supplement to kind of get through that time where we can get it in a better place? Um, And then they can maintain with things like good habits. So some of those things might need nudges from supplements are great, right? I'm not saying that supplements are bad and it has to be all lifestyle. Sometimes our body gets in a place where it needs a nice little nudge and it needs help to kind of deal with some of these hormonal things. So we're kind of looking at at all of this. Is it a female hormone issue like an estrogen imbalance? Is there a physical issue like uh, diastasis recti? that's being exacerbated by them, you know, worrying about stubborn belly fat and doing too much direct ab work. You know, it's really about playing detective here and seeing what is off balance to where they're not, um, you know, finding the success that they, you know, feel like should be coming with them doing all of the right things. So this is going to be a little bit more specific to exactly to your practice. Um, But for those of you guys who are listening who would ever want to work with Dr. Purdy, um, when you start to look at those things with your clients, do you send them out to get blood work done? Do you have them do home tests? Um, how do you handle that in your practice? Yeah, this is so individual. So it really depends. Sometimes I can chat with somebody and I'm going to ask them, like say I suspect uh, a thyroid issue. I'm going to ask about a lot of concomitant symptoms um, and then we'll kind of ratchet it down and say, Oof, we got to look, we got to make sure your thyroid's functioning. And then we'll just do kind of a thyroid lab um, type of thing. And then I'll send them, you know, 
kind of either an order for blood work. I work online a lot, so I work with people from out of state. So sometimes, um, depending on state laws, we, there has to be some workarounds, but there's usually a way we can figure out to make that happen. Um, hormones, I think, are really common. Female hormones with, with a lot of, I tend to work with a lot of women in their 40s. Um, and maybe that's because we're all in the same phase of life or, you know, uh, that's just kind of what we all draw to each other um, because we want to work together. But um, a lot of times there can be kind of female hormone imbalances there. So sometimes I can chat with somebody and I can ask them about all of their symptoms that's going on. And I can say, listen, we can absolutely run this home hormone health test that will give you, oh my gosh, the coolest breakdown of every single hormone um, and a cortisol and all this stuff. And you just pee on a card and then you mail it to them. And it's really, really cool. Uh, 250 bucks. And I can tell you from your symptoms almost exactly what it's going to say. So we can also just start a few things and see if we go in the right direction. And if we do, that's confirmation. We can go that way. So it really depends. Sometimes I say, you know, I don't really want to work with this until I see these numbers on the lab because it can be dangerous, right? Or I can say, eh, I can guess what's going on here, and it's up to you guys. Um, so there's there's a few different ways to go about it. So there's sometimes I do order home health tests, um, things like, you know, sometimes we'll look at stool or we'll look at hormones or things. Sometimes it's like, well, I really think this blood test is, is worth it. And sometimes I'll chat with somebody and we can just sort of tell from their history and their concomitant symptoms what's going on there enough to take a guess and start working very, very gently with maybe an, maybe say an herb that supports progesterone. And if they say, Oh, I'm a little bit better with that. It's like, Oh, okay, cool. We're on the right, we're on the right page here. Okay. Let's go a little bit stronger. Um, so there's some options there. I'm definitely one of these people. I think there's two schools of thought in the natural health world. Um, and I support them both. I think there's different types of personalities, but, um, you know, one camp will be like, we have to run every single lab and make sure everything in the blood is in this exact range before I even see anybody. And that's not necessarily me, um, because I do think that sometimes our blood doesn't always reflect what we're feeling. I see this, for instance, with thyroid patients. They'll get diagnosed with, you know, hypothyroid. They'll start their medication. Then their labs get back to normal. And they're like, well, I still feel like I have no energy and my weight's still the same. Like, there's not, there's something else going on here, but they say my labs are fine, you know? And so it's like, no, you need, we need more support then. We're not really supporting around the thyroid, the hormones that support the thyroid on the outside. We're only testing that one thing. So I, you know, I think it's important to be kind of holistic, if you will, about the approach and look at the whole person. And it's more than just their lab work. So if somebody, and this, you can speak to this specific, um, or just in general, but if somebody wants to begin a holistic journey to health um, in order to ultimately lose fat, what advice would you give or what are like the first couple steps that you would suggest? You know, honestly, even though it's probably hard to do, a lot of times I'll see people, particularly women, who their entire motivation in being healthy is the fat loss piece. And I totally get that. I resonate with that. I understand that. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing to think or a bad thing to desire. But I think it's important if you're going to begin a holistic journey to get there, it's kind of important to shift the focus away from fat for for just a moment because there's so much misinformation and just kind of BS inspo on social media and that kind of thing. And it, and so it's really important to kind of shift away from that 
look at all of those factors that we've kind of talked about. Holistic means looking at the whole person. So say, you know, if you're carrying a little extra fat in your belly that you're not too happy with, it's not just about, you know, working out like crazy and doing ab work all day. You know, it's about looking at your entire person. So look at sleep. Do whatever you can to optimize it. Do some healthy sleep hygiene things. Um, I don't want to take all of your time, but I I think I have some highlights on this on my Instagram. Support your adrenals um, and and. That's through, you know, sleep and healthy eating, but also sometimes B vitamins or or other herbs can be good. Focus on eating more good nutrients rather than just, oh, I can't eat this or I can't eat that. You know, just focus on how many good nutrients are we getting? How many vegetables are we getting? Um, You know, good proteins, healthy carbs, healthy fats. They're all so great. Um, Find some time for mindfulness. And it doesn't have to be, I feel like when you say mindfulness, people are just like, that ain't me. I'm not going to sit there and alm for hours which I think is important, and I do want to uh, try and encourage people to um for hours. But, um, you know, for me, like I said, it's just sitting down in the quiet, looking at my journal, looking at my, you know, daily task list, and just getting organized without before the day pops, I think is, is important, you know. Work on your gut health. If you're not pooping properly, what's going on? Is there fiber? Do we need probiotics? Focus on your gut health. Keep things moving well. Look at your current stress level and see if there's any stressor in your life you can eliminate. Say no to stuff if you need to. Um, You know, just leave work and just leave. You know, what are they going to do? Just leave work if you need to. Don't stay all night long if you're not getting paid more. You know, those kind of things. Do what you can to eliminate stressors. But the things you can't, see if there's things we can do to cope better with them. Go camping. Take a walk, you know. Check in on your moods. How can you help yourself feel happy and energetic and bright? Make time for joy. Make time for those kind of things. Because building the perfect body composition is about so much more than what culture would tell us would be like under eating and overworking in the gym. That's just, that's not sustainable. It's important for your body to be healthy, your mind to be healthy, your spirit to be healthy, so that your body is in a place where it's possible for it to stop storing extra for the storm that it feels like it's in, right? Like our body, our insides, our hormones aren't seeing what we're seeing every day. They just have to go off the feedback that we give it. And when we're constantly stressed and we're telling our body, okay, we're in a place of emergency. We've got to store up extra. We've got to hold on, um, you know, extra fat or whatever it is. And it's important to be in a healthy place where we're supporting the body, we're letting it feel good so it can be like, Oh, okay. Let's digest some of this. Let's get it going. Um, and and that is what I would say is important to start out from the holistic place. Just really, really focusing on your health as a holistic person. And it doesn't have to be. That can sound so overwhelming. Like all of a sudden you've got to go from just like you know running through Chick Fil A on your way to your kid's soccer practice every single day to you know, being a kale Zen master, whatever person. And that's not true. Little things every day, little changes one at a time are so valuable. You know, it's taken me years of learning about health to nail down my, you know, diet and nutrition in a place that's healthy. And I've gone through a lot of different phases that weren't the healthiest for my body while I was learning. And the more that I learn, the more that I change it. And that's still continuing. Um, And I, I just think that's important to just kind of Make little changes and focus on yourself. And, you know, I think probably with you two, a lot of our clients are women. And sometimes women can just carry the weight of the household or 
the weight of so much to do on their plates that they forget how important it is to focus on themselves first so that they can be a great partner or a great parent or a great, you know, employee or whatever it is going on in their life. It's so, so important. So it's necessary for us to do those things. And then if anyone were to want to work with you specifically, how could they begin their journey to working with you? So, yeah, if someone has something that they they need a little assistance with in, in this room and want to work with me, um, my website is hhcdallas.com. It's actually, it stands for Holistic Health Center of Dallas. Um, so hhcdallas.com. And that's got information about how to book an appointment. Don't worry, it's not just Dallas. Um, I'm actually in the midst of transitioning to being online. And so that domain is going to change soon. But for right now, that's where it is. Um, and so there's information about appointments there. It's all via Zoom. Um, so it's really easy to do just kind of on your lunch break at work. Um, and then also I carry a lot of good free info on my social. Um, Dr. Meg on Instagram, D-R-M-E-A-G. I spell my name funny. So it's M-E-A-G, Dr. Meg on Instagram. Um, and I try to put some info in those story highlights, um, the cool kids taught me how to do that, that, that work with me at the office. So um, I try to do some things about, you know, some of the things we talked about, sleep, adrenals, little tips of how to do those things in a little more detail. So that's a cool place to go to. I will link her Instagram in the show notes. Um, and so that way, when you do switch over your website, I'm sure you'll update that on your Instagram and then everybody can follow you there. Because mm-hmm. Her Instagram is awesome. It's like perfect little digestible tidbits of like, oh, oh thank you. Here's a little like tip. Oh, I'm going to try that. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. They're like, they're just perfectly digestible. Like, oh, okay. That was great. It was perfectly lighthearted. So. But I'm going, um, you know, real life stuff. I I think it's hard to tell people like, oh, you got to go like live on the side of the mountain and only eat kale every day. (laughs) You know, that's not really doable for most of us. So um, I try to make everything practical and doable in real life. Well, thank you so much for being on and shedding light into this. If there's anything else that you feel like you need to add, um, we we can do that. But we're just going to kind of wrap up here. So um, make sure. Wonderful. That- it was so good to talk to you. I, I I feel like I'm just so passionate about this subject because it does. It's something that a lot of women have desired to do. But nowadays, you know, it is more about being healthy and than just losing weight. And I think a lot of, a lot of us want to be in this place where we're healthy, but we also do care about, you know, our body composition and we want those things too. And so there's this, um, there's this kind of, you know, dichotomy in our brains about it, uh, about how to get there and the best way to get there. So I'm super glad to talk to you and I'm glad there are trainers out there like you that, that care about, you know, general health, root cause, those kind of things. Well, thank you so much for being on and thank you guys so much for listening. I'm going to link, um, I'm going to link her Instagram in the show notes so that you guys will be able to follow her there. And, um, thanks guys for listening. Also, one other quick thing. If you guys are interested more about sleep, um, I have another podcast on iTunes with a sleep specialist and he goes into detail about sleep hygiene and all of the things that are regulated in our bodies, um, via sleep. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for being on Dr. Purdy and I appreciate your time and I appreciate your guys' time uh, for listening. Yes. Thanks for having me. Thank you.